You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. That he failed to disclose that the South African courts had declared him to be a delinquent director of companies. Government was also made aware of the court judgment in the Western Cape, which had found that Mdwaba is a lawbreaker, was not an honest witness, and lacked the elementary attributes of good leadership, and lacked the elementary attributes of good leadership for his position he held at the University of the Western Cape as chairperson of the council. It's not me, it's court records. In the circumstances, Continued support for Mr. Mdaba's candidature would entail serious reputational risk for South Africa. My responsibilities as the executive authority, as the executive, I mean executive authority as minister for that matter, I'm under a sworn duty to support and take lawful decisions that only advance the public interest and the allegation, I mean the obligations of government to safeguard the public finances and where the law requires to refuse to pay any public funds in pursuance of an agreement that does not advance the governmental and public interests. In simple terms, I've taken the decision to have the agreement concluded by the UIF with Mr. Mdwaba set aside because it was concluded in breach of section 54, subsection 2 of the PFMA. Section 54, subsection 2 of the PFMA, that's act number one of 1991, provides that, let me quote it, before a public entity concludes any of the following transactions, The accounting authority for the public entity must promptly and in writing inform Treasury of the transaction and submit such relevant particulars of the transaction to its executive authority for approval of the transaction. So in terms of the PFMA, the executive authority in relation to the national department means the cabinet minister who is accountable to parliament for that department. I am that cabinet minister. I am accountable to parliament for the Department of Employment and Labor. The accounting authority referred to in section 54, subsection 2 of the PFMA is a body referred to section 49 of the PFMA in this case. It is the DG who is the accounting authority in terms of section 11 of the Unemployment Insurance Act of number 63 of 2001. So the relevant treasury referred to in this section 54, subsection 2, is the national treasurer as established in chapter 2 of the PFMA. Let me talk about some of these allegations, the damage to the country and the rule of law. 
There's nothing that could undermine the integrity of our democracy and the system of constitutional governance. More than false allegations that a group of cabinet ministers have in a corrupt scheme deliberately conspired to frustrate the implementation of a viable job creation project by demanding the payment of corrupt fees from the private service provider. These allegations will now be tested in court. As I've indicated, today I signed my affidavit in support of the various orders, chief among being the setting aside of the agreement. I've brought this application on an urgent basis. In that affidavit, I challenge Mr. Mdwaba to present his evidence in support of his allegation that I have demanded a payment of a corrupt fee in relation to the agreement. If he cannot produce that evidence, I've asked the court for an interdict to stop him from promoting his campaign of false and unsupported. I've also requested the president to issue a specific proclamation to have this agreement investigated by the law enforcement agencies. It seems that Mr. Mdoba has not approached the law enforcement authorities to report the alleged crime because he's content with making unsupported allegations against me in the hope that if he throws enough mud, some of it will stick. The strategy and the allegations will be tested in court. And now that I'm filing the application to set aside the agreement, I've given Mr. Mdaba the right platform to prove his claims and his right to the implementation of the agreement. And I urge him to utilize the correct legal forum and to desist from the path of slander and libel. Let me just talk about this labor activation program. Just to give you a little background. Maybe the teacher will say more if it's necessary. The Department of Employment and Labor in its statement released on the 22nd November 2023 provided detailed clarification on the role of the labor activation program. We call it LEP, which is a program of the UAF. What it does and how it fits into the elevation of unemployment in South Africa, of unemployment in South Africa. The LEP was created in tandem with the new mandate of Dell to stimulate job creation, enhance employability of the unemployed and preserve existing jobs and to improve operational efficiencies of companies in distress. The creation of LEP was introduced with the main objective and goals of creating opportunities for employment, skilling and reskilling of unemployed clients, combating long-term unemployment and elevating poverty and reduction of unemployment. LEP also manages the temporary employer-employee relief scheme, which we call TERS, as a sub-program 
The sub-program's aim is to enable the retention of workers in companies that are facing financial distress. LEP provides support through its tariffs for up to the maximum of or a period of 12 months. It is critical that the department, the UIF, and LEP are not defocused from fulfilling this mandate. As indicated above, Section 11 of the Unemployment Insurance Fund provides that the DG is the accounting authority of the UIF. And the UIF board is established to advise the minister. The minister is therefore far away from financial operations of LEP. And there are clear governance structures and segregation of duties determined by the UI Act read with the PFMA. It's critical that these legal prescripts are observed and enforced exactly to prevent fraudulent and corrupt schemes from accessing the public funds. Ladies and gentlemen, the real issue here, the real issue is whether Tuja or the Tuja deal is legal and valid and due processes were followed in terms of the law. That's the real issue. Leave all the fog, because there's a lot of fog which we are seeing. This is an issue to be settled by the court. Ndwaba's 10% bribe allegation will also be placed on record and subjected to the scrutiny of the court. As we were preparing to file papers, further allegations have been made apparently by anonymous individuals seeking immunity from past crimes committed. The allegation is that the former DG, Tobile Lamati, Mr. Tobile Lamati, and myself colluded in legally symphoning siphoning care of 3 billion rand from the LEP programs. But this flies in the face of Mr. Mdoba's claims that I spent the last year pushing Mr. Lamati out of his position as DG. A strange way to treat a conspirator. On the last issue of this 3 billion, I'm happy that this will be investigated by the law enforcement agencies to establish the processes followed and the roles of all parties. The 10 staff members mentioned, including myself as the 11th person. To this end, I've instructed all the staff members to fully cooperate with the state agencies investigating the matter. I've also mandated the Department of Employment and Labor, including the UIF and the LEP, through the new acting DG, 
to strengthen the internal business processes, including risk management, financial controls, and consequence management, as well as to increase the capacity in the project and program management, in governance, in digitization, to improve the effectiveness and efficiencies, and to combat fraud and corruption. So the UIF and the Compensation Fund Organizational Architecture have been comprehensively reviewed exactly to achieve these objectives. The DG will talk about that in another day, not today, on how, what we've done to deal with these two funds. I want to close by quoting Dr. Martin Luther, no lie can live forever. Thank you. And that Employment and Labour Minister Tulas Nglesi briefing the media in relation to allegations of corruption that were made by Tuja Holding CEO Mtunzi Mdwaba. And uh, Mr Nglesi there is, uh, uh, has approached the courts already and uh, trying to have that agreement uh, that was uh, taken out with Tuja set aside. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.